Welcome to the show. My name is Rick Leaf, and as you know, I'm the host of The Entertaining World of Wine, the name of this podcast, and the production company that produces special events that generate really awesome multimedia content for our partners in the Canadian wine industry. So I'm glad you've joined us. This podcast, as always, is an opportunity to share some of the stories and ideas and inspirations behind the best events and media that I've been involved with personally and from time to time uh, looking for guests to come in and share their particular experiences. But that's what we're doing here. I'm glad you joined us this week. Thanks for listening. Let's pop the cork on the show and get started, shall we? I like to start with stories because I know that you work hard and I work hard. And sometimes it's just nice to listen to a little story. And these stories, of course, um, are all related to events and event production and and management. So I'm going to tell you a story today about when I was uh, a few years ago working um, with Mariah Carey on her uh, crew and uh, as well uh, the Chili Peppers. Now, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. So... This is fascinating. Um, two different artists. You've, I'm sure we've all heard of both. Um, and these two shows happened in a Canadian market. One of the city was well, in the prairies. It was in Winnipeg. And um, same market, right? But two very different stories. So Mariah Carey, I believe she is the artist with the most top ten singles, if not the top... Um, artist definitely right up there um versus uh the red hot chili peppers is the band who's never i don't think had the, maybe ever had uh, a song actually crack the top 10 charts right they were both coming to winnipeg um to play the mts center just right after each other one day after each other uh so here's mariah I believe uh, her manager production company was saying, I think she was, it was a guaranteed million bucks to do that show for her company. Couldn't even sell out. Couldn't even sell out. I believe there's about 18,000 seats for sale. Didn't even sell out. Here's the artist with the most uh, singles, um, top 10 singles, maybe of all time. Uh, Chili Peppers, on the other hand, that concert was sold out within minutes, just within minutes. And I remember standing there with, uh, I believe it was um, Mariah Carey's manager or somebody like that, and he was saying, you know, she should never be playing this market. She should never be outside of an A-market city. So, you know, New York, L.A., uh, Toronto. Those would be like A-list markets. Uh, he And so he's saying, here's the artist most top talent, you know, with with the record top ten singles, can't sell out uh, a venue outside of an A market, which is fascinating. So as we're like, as we're so letting loading in and setting up and everything's happening, you know, you're you're talking about just forklifts coming and going off of these trucks, seventeen, eighteen semis most of them filled with costumes and props. And there's this massive um, sea of background dancers. And there was just a record number of costume changes and everything that was going on in this show. And it's, you know, even with all of that production, with 
all of that, the staging and the lights and the costumes and, the, and everything that's going in to put on this gala event, doesn't matter. Their story, that particular artist, that particular venue and market couldn't sell out no matter what. Chili Peppers, on the other hand, come in the next day, probably about half as many trucks. There is probably around 10 semis that are coming in. <clears throat> really, there's basic staging, basic lights that set up light pools over each one of the uh, musicians that were on stage. This band just, it's all about the music. No flash, no costume changes, no background dancers, no nothing else. Four guys getting on a stage with their instrument and they're rocking out. And the place was packed to the rafters. Uh, so two very different shows. The decisions that were made to create those events and those stories and their st those tours... Uh, driven by the same thing, obviously wanting to sell tickets, wanting to bring people out, wanting to sell merch. The bottom line is generating and creating revenue, just like your events as a winery uh, or an agency here in Canada, the West Coast, BC, wherever you happen to be. So what does the story mean for you? Well, A, you got to know who you are and you got to know your market, and then you got to let those elements drive the decisions that you make as you sit down this season to decide what types of events are we going to produce this year? What types of events are we going to host? Because what other wineries and what other agencies are doing in your area, maybe even next door to you, may not be in your best interest any more than Mariah Carey trying to play in the same market, uh, B or C market or whatever they would call Winnipeg, um, was in her benefit. So... I find in my history, working on my own shows, the best shows I've ever done, I've actually sat down and thought, um, if we are going to this particular, uh, particular maybe, um, maybe geographically, the show that you're going to set up for Southern Ontario is different than the show that you would set up and produce for the Maritimes. Uh, obviously, if you're doing a full band show, all sorts of different um, considerations and questions and decisions that are made as opposed to a solo artist touring. So for your winery, if you're some people are really set up and they've got the restaurant, they've got the deck, the patio, they've got like a gorgeous view. Somebody else, that's not your situation. Maybe you're a smaller uh, vineyard. Maybe you're a smaller winery. Maybe it's really uh, a low key in you know really down to earth. Their park. I'm I'm thinking of a few wineries in the Okanagan that I've been to where you drive in and you you just you really do you feel like you're driving into your neighbor's yard. There's not really any flash. There's some nice, really homey country type signage. The parking is is really just like your friends, kind of, it's, it's not necessarily a big fancy parking area, you're just kind of on the grass beside the little tasting room, man, go with the vibe, you don't have to be the big winery, you can be the small winery, but this is where it's about, if it's about a story, so you're like, you want that brand consistency, 
to follow through everything you're doing and I'm leaving all of the other marketing and everything that goes you know, with what you do because I know that you do it well. I'm talking simply about the event because sometimes the event production falls into somebody's mind as an extra, as an add-on. Here's the business of what we're doing, making our wine and selling our wine, which is absolutely what you're about. Your event can be this huge drain on your time, your money, and your energy. Or it can be a lot of investment of time, money, and energy, but the payoff uh, and the return on that investment can be spectacular if you ask a couple of the good questions like, who are we? What's our market? And if we're going to let those sorts of questions uh, drive the design of the types of events that you're going to put on, if you're a homey, almost just rural, really down-to-earth sort of winery and vineyard, man, make your event that type of an event. And don't just every artist that's out there every entertainer that's out there, every menu decision that's out there, needs to reinforce those decisions and that identity. Because if you want to invite your customers and your clients to get to your event, um, to really resonate with the story of your team, of your wine, and of your vineyard, and of that experience, we need to design that and make that part of your show. That's what I love to do. Uh, and and I love and and you know your your event, um, even in and of itself, can be super effective. You don't need to have thousands of people. You don't need to have hundreds of people. Even uh, you can design an event that's super powerful and effective for anywhere from twenty to forty to fifty people, where the budget represents exactly what it is you're trying to achieve. We've designed those elements. You know, we've talked in previous podcasts about if you're trying to capture emails for your wine club, for your wine list, you don't just set a little book off in the corner and say, hey, if you remember, go jot your name down. You make that part of the show. You make that part of the experience so that sharing and and engaging Uh, is those elements of the show that really empower your audience to become storytellers for your brand, for your wine, for your experience. That's what we want. So I don't need to belabor that. Uh, Really want to just like the right questions. And this is why I say, give us a call. Go follow through on the link that will be below uh, on this podcast. You come to events at entertainingworldofwine.com. Uh, drop by the website because this is the very type of service that I love to provide for winemakers and wineries and agencies here on the West Coast and in BC. I love being able to bring, I don't want to upsell anybody, man, I remember my first job. I went to Calgary and I got a job in like the mall in this clothing store. And that was, I was 19 years old. And I remember somebody tend to, my first manager to, you know, explaining upselling. And there's like somebody comes in, Rick, and they want to buy a pair of pants. You find them the pair of pants. And then you say, do you want a shirt to go with the pants? If they want a shirt to go with the pants. Then say, do you want a jacket to go with the shirt? If they say, yeah, do you want a tie to go with the shirt and the jacket? If they go for that, when you get up to the till, we got all these belts hanging behind the counter. Ask them, do you want a belt to go with the pants? 
I was like, this is ridiculous. I've never done this. Like, as a customer, I've never walked in and be upsold like that. So the next person, practically, who walked in, they're just like, I'm just looking for pants. So I found them the pants that they wanted. I'm like, hey, do you want a shirt to go with that? They bought everything. The pants, the jacket, the tie, the belt. And I, I think my eyes were as big as saucers. I couldn't believe that you could do that. That's not what I'm interested in doing with partners in the wine industry, I'm actually really interested in streamlining and bringing the right questions that help to uh, design the elements that are going to be absolutely ideal for you specifically. Because who wants to be working on the Mariah Carey show when she comes to Winnipeg and everybody's stressed out and pissed off that they're in a C market or a B market and it's not sold out and everybody starts pointing fingers and blaming who did this and who did that and whose fault is it. Nobody likes to be on that. You want to be on a show, if it's the Chili's, in Winnipeg where the sold out, everything's sold out, everybody's having a great time, everybody's going away from the show, that was amazing, band, artists, crew, cast, audience, everybody. So those are the type of questions that I really uh, encourage you to ask. My last little tidbit just before uh, we go, which is actually quite related. If you're doing launches and product launches and you have um, these specific things coming out where instead of maybe just wanting uh, an audience to come and enjoy an event, drink some wine, have some appies or food or whatever, maybe you're actually now, um, this is about launching a new wine an expansion, maybe you've got a new service, something that's happening on your end, and you want the media to come to your event along with your customers and your clients' uh, potential and existing. There's, It's about the story. See, my experience, you write your press release, your media release, and I'm sure many of you listening will have had the same experience. You write this, or you have your you know, your PR person write this or your company and they they fire it off. What the media typically wants to do is take the story that you've now taken this time to, you know, articulate and write about and make them aware of, and they are happy to just take that entire story and boil it down to a soundbite. Maybe it's a byline, maybe it's a paragraph, maybe it's a couple sentences, maybe it's an offhanded comment in, in somebody's what's going on in the city or in the area. What you and I want to do is we want to turn the soundbite into a story rather than the other way around. And so this is, again, part of the way where if you're just saying, hey, our winery is launching our new white wine and we have, you know, crackers and cheese and somebody with a guitar and it's happening on Friday night, you know, that's going to be a story that they're just going to turn into a soundbite. But if we work together and we create, we, we've designed, we've asked the right questions, we've designed the right element, then as we go to promote that event, we want to make it the promotion for, we want to make that PR piece the kind of thing where somebody's like, what is this? You know, when I, when I talked to you about, um, you know, I did an event recently 
Um, there's a new feature I've been de designing for a while. I was really quite excited to try it out called Stories with Psalms. Uh, so as the sommelier taking the story, in this case, it wasn't, it was a private party, so it wasn't for a particular winery, or I would have, um, used their story. Uh, so I just told the story of Bordeaux, but uh, if you're a fan or a, uh, a survivor, maybe you've seen one of these challenges where Jeff Probst takes the survivors and he, he tells them this story, and the story is usually filled with lots of dates and places and times and what have you. And then as soon as he's done telling the story... He starts asking them a series of questions, and all the survivors got to write their answers down on whatever it is, little tablet, and they reveal it, and if they get the wrong answer wrong, they're out, and if they get it right, they keep going, and then the, the questions get a little bit more challenging and challenging until somebody eventually wins. So, Stories with Psalms is myself as a storyteller, professional storyteller and sommelier, uh, to tell stories of wineries. So let's imagine it's you. It's your winery. In advance, we sit down and I'm going to ask you a series of questions. What got you into it? When did you start? How did you end up where you are right now today? Uh, and then I craft the story about your winery. And in the course of the event, I'm going to tell that story as a contest with the audience who's there. So now I'm telling your story in a really fun and entertaining way and we're laughing, but everybody, maybe they're winning, maybe the person's gonna win what? A glass of wine or something? I mean, it's the, the, it isn't about what you have to give away as a prize. It's about it being a fun and an entertaining event and, and, and part of the entertainment that brings the story of your winery and your wines right into the focal point. So right now, just picture your audience. And this is, again, imagine maybe 20, 30, 40 people just sitting around having a great time. And now they're focusing with all of their attention as best they're able on your story because I'm going to immediately ask them a bunch of questions. We've made it fun. We've made it engaging and interactive and valuable because what do you want them to go away knowing? What would you like them to go away knowing and feeling about you and how it got to you got to where you are and why you're working so hard to produce the wines that you are? That's just one of the ways that we've designed, the entertaining world of wine has designed elements of the entertainment specifically for wine industry partners. Because your event should not just be background entertainment, your you know, off in the corner behind the plants and the tasting, you know, bar where your people are trying to listen over. This is one of the events I was at that was just like, I couldn't believe the band that the, the winery had, had uh, booked for this event because they were, I think they were probably reliving the glory days. So they're just bashing out these blues tunes with complete disregard for the event and the vibe and the elderly people and the the winery and put them right beside the tasting bar so you have the 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 women who are running the tasting room who are shrieking and yelling over this horrible blues music trying to communicate what uh qualities 
um, the people, their clients and customers shouldn't be trying to pick out, oh my gosh, it was such a gong show. I just uh, shook my head and, and I went behind some other plants and I was just laughing at the absurdity of it all because instead of it being that and just costing you money and aggravating you all day, your entertainment could be uh, a dynamic part of creating a really engaging and empowering experience. And, you know, from that, that's why we film everything. That's why we record everything. That's why we're taking photos, because a really great event can provide really great content that will sort of be that gift that just keeps on giving for you for weeks and in months in advance. So if you're doing product launches, if you're doing um, seasonal things that are coming up here, if you're interested in having some of this conversation personally and what we might be able to do for you, no upselling involved, promise, pinky swear, whatever, take my pinky off the stem of my tasting glass just so I can like hook it with yours and give you a swear. It's not about upselling. It is about putting on really great events that are going to maximize your return on the investment that you have this season because you work too hard for the event to be just yet another thing um, draining your time, energy, and money. So my name is Rick Leaf. You've been listening to The Entertaining World of Wine. You can find me online at theentertainingworldofwine.com. Email me, events at entertainingworldofwine.com. We're located in Victoria, B.C., but uh, goodness, we do make our way all over the place, as I'm sure you do. So, hope you have a great season. Thanks for listening so much. Drop me a line if you have any questions or comments, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Have a great day, guys.